Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, September the 27th. As we come off... A frustrating loss yesterday. The Phillies take three of four from the Pirates, and it's a shame because they they went into this week, I said, needing six of seven. They won five of seven, and they're in it, but they really needed six of seven is the way it turned out. Instead of heading into the Brave Series one and a half back, a much more manageable one and a half back, you're two and a half back game, two and a half games back. Heading into that series with the Braves, which is frustrating because now you essentially need to sweep the Braves in order to really, you know, certainly have your control of your destiny. And even then with the two and a half back, the Braves extra game left against the Rockies, they will play if needed, I guess on, on day 163, so to speak. Um, and theoretically, like the way it plays out, and we'll dive tomorrow as uh, both Phillies and Braves off today, off day before the biggest series in a decade. Um, we'll dive into that whole series, the implications of it all, what it means, if this happens, if that happens, all that stuff. But uh, on a basic level, like even if the Phillies sweep, there'll be a half game up on the Braves. Um, the Braves still have that half game to made up. So, so theoretically, the Phillies could win out by sweeping the Braves, be, win all the games against the Marlins. And if the Braves win all their games against the Marlins and their makeup game against the Rockies, we still have a one-game playoff. So it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be Rob Ryan. We'll get into it. And obviously, you know, the odds are not in the Phillies' favor heading into it, obviously. As again, you know, even with the sweep, it's not a lock. But um, it all comes down to look, they got to win games in Atlanta. The season comes down to this. And again, you know, they have put themselves in a position where um, it's unlikely that they make the playoffs, but they still have a chance. I think, look, just having a chance heading into this last week of the season is is different. I know you know, last year technically they had a chance, but that, as we've talked about so many times, felt like a, a total sham with the eight playoff teams, with the 60-game season. You know, it just it didn't feel like a real season. Whereas, you know, even though they're probably not going to make it, this does feel like, you know, it's a real season. It's 162. It's a full baseball season, and the Phillies are heading into the last weekend with a chance, you know, which is uncharacteristic of this team, of this franchise the last few years. So that alone is... Is something and look if they win one of their last six games, they will finish over five hundred for the first time in a decade. So that's something to latch on to. But but really, it, it does come down to just this this massive massive series against the Braves and can the Phillies 
do the impossible and go down there and sweep the Braves. We'll dive into all of that series tomorrow. We will spend the whole show really diving into it, looking ahead to, again, the biggest series in a decade in Philadelphia for the Phillies, without question. You know, we've said that phrase a lot of times over the last couple of years because as a team that had not had an over 500 record and still is not for a decade, you know, there haven't been that many important series. And certainly a few of those years, there were there were pretty much none. So we've said it before along the way here. Oh, most important series in a decade. Is this the most important series in a decade? Could it be the most important series in a decade? And a lot of times it has been or it's been closed or whatever. This is definitively, without question, by far the most important series in a decade. So, you know, that's something that's fun. It's exciting. And even if the Phillies enter it unlikely to make the playoffs, they have a chance. And we have six games left in the season, and that is... Not the Phillies baseball we've become accustomed to. So that is a, a good thing, a positive. And, uh, you know, look, they've, they've kind of limped their way to the end here, but they've found a way to, to stay in it with, with really a subpar lineup. So many, uh, you know, underperformers, injuries, all this type of stuff. There are so many things you could put, look to and say, how are the Phillies even still alive? And, and it is a shame because you look at this division, I think in the end, the shame of it all, there's, there's, you know, when they don't make the playoffs, very likely don't make the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of things we can look back on and point to. And, and I think the obvious ones that come to mind are, you know, especially let's, you know, if they miss it by two games or three games or one game, you know, we're going to think about that Diamondback series in Arizona and getting swept. That's going to come right to mind and say, hey, right there. We're going to think about losing yesterday 6 nothing to the Pirates in that game at home that you, that you needed. We're going to think about losing 2 to nothing to the Orioles at the beginning of last week. We're going to think about losing to the Rockies at home. Losing, you know, like there are so many different examples. Losing that first game of that four-game series against the Diamondbacks at home. All the gut punch loss, the 34 record-tying blown saves we've had this year. All that stuff is going to, it's going to pop right into mind. And we're going to say, you know, if that had gone this way or if this had gone that way or if that had gone this way, we're a playoff team. We're there. We're in. But, you know, that is going to be frustrating in the end. The, you know, assuming they don't make it, the, um... Bryce Harper MVP season that was not attached to a playoff berth is going to be a shame. That's going to be incredibly disappointing to look at a MVP season. And we'll get to that more, but Harper just really hurtling towards the finish line here as, as the, in my opinion, clear National League MVP. It's going to be a shame to waste that too. But I think the biggest shame, if the Phillies cannot find a way to really have an exceptional week of baseball and, and, force themselves into the playoffs here. The biggest thing we're going to look back at and say is, is hey, they were in the worst division they could have possibly been in. You don't get a division that often where the, the team that wins it is going to win 86, 87 games. Like, that's 88 games. Like, that's rare. That doesn't happen very often. Certainly not in this era of baseball. And when you get that, you got to take advantage of it. And that's going to be the biggest shame is look at this this just wide-open put on a platter NL East this year and the fact that even with all that the Phillies couldn't capitalize is going to be the most frustrating part of it all and again there are a lot of frustrating aspects to it but that's going to be the most frustrating one but again look that's you know I'm already talking like the season's over it's not like they can make the playoffs if they go into Atlanta and have an amazing series and they've swept the Braves before it wouldn't be the craziest thing I'm obviously not counting on it but um they at least have a chance heading into last season, last week of the season. They're very likely going to finish over 500 for the first time in a decade. There are things to take away, but 
again, it is it is frustrating. You know, some of the things that that when you look at the way this li- this week will likely play out, um, it's frustrating to think of all the the missed opportunities that that are accompanying this this season. But again, look, it's not over yet, and tomorrow we're going to dive into that Brave series and really look at the matchups, look at what needs to happen, how things can shake out. Is then after that, of course, the the Phillies go to uh, Miami for three, and then. Um, Atlanta hosts the New York Mets for three. Obviously, you know, that too is scary as, you know, the Phillies in Miami with meaningful games to win. We know how that's gone in the past too. So um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting week. Let's look back at the weekend, then we'll look ahead again before tomorrow, diving into the full gamut of the Atlanta Braves, uh, Philadelphia Phillies, biggest series here in a long, long, long time. First, let's look back to the weekend after the, uh, the win on... Thursday, the 12 to 6 one where Nola absolutely just stunk out loud and the Phillies came back to win it. And it was an exciting way to start the series. Uh, Friday, another comeback win. You know, another kind of tough fought, tough played game. And the Phillies win it 8 to 6. And it was it was an exciting one. Like this was one where you, to what we were just talking about here, where they blew it yesterday. They needed all these games. And, and this was an exciting one to win, an unexpected one to win. As the Phillies, uh, Kyle Gibson on the hill. Gibson was was solid, but not great. But, you know, Gibson got the scoring going, actually, in 0-0 in the third. Kyle Gibson just kind of lifts one to left center. His first career home run in Major League Baseball. Always fun to see that. And it was a big spot in the game to, to get a one nothing lead and helping himself out. But again, you know, look, he's been in baseball for nine years. You know, it's exciting to see someone finally go yard, I'm sure. You know, what a feeling that must be to hit a ball out of a major league ballpark and, and round the bases. That That's, as far as I'm concerned, about as cool as it gets. Uh, Gibson with the one nothing lead runs into some trouble in the fourth, and it was really his only bad inning. It was good other than that, but in the fourth, runs into trouble. Ends up giving up four in the inning, a two-run double and a two-run single to make it 4-1. to one. Gibby would again settle down. He ends up going six, giving up four runs, three hits, two walks, six strikeouts, uh, no home runs. He wasn't horrible. It was just a bad inning for Gibby, and you give me is what he is. He's a six innings, three runs, six innings, four runs, seven innings, four runs, six innings, two runs kind of guy. And that's okay. You know, it's certainly better than what you get from Nola, right? Um, Gibby uh, keeps him in it, though. And it uh, does not get the win, but the Phillies are able to battle back with Gibby on the hill. Brad Miller, big home run in the fourth. We get to the fifth. Bryce Harper, an RBI double scores Matt Veeling. It's four to three. We head into the sixth inning. You're feeling pretty good. Gibson gets through the sixth. And we get a lead. Andrew McCutcheon scores on a wild pitch. Uh, I'll take it, buddy. Ties the game. And then my man, just Mr. Clutch himself. And we would get to more of Clutch Torres this weekend. But Torres, RBI single, a pinch hit single. All all Torres does is, is get big pinch hits for this team. That's what this guy does. He did it on Thursday. He does it again on Friday. A big pinch hit gives him a 5-4 lead. But in the seventh. Cam Bedrosian. Why is this guy still pitching all the time? Why is Cam Bedrosian here? Cam Bedrosian pitching high leverage innings makes zero sense. He was not on a baseball team. He was off the scrap heap. Why is he getting meaningful innings? Bedrosian stinks. Comes in, pitches a third of an inning, gives up two runs, three hits. Just not good. A Defoe home run, Wilmer Defoe. So the uh, Phillies are down again in the seventh now, six to five, and you're not feeling awesome because it just felt like one of those... You take the lead, you, you, you add to it, you roll, and, and obviously it went the other way. But luckily for the Phillies, 
Luckily for the Phillies, they had Didi Gregorius against a left-handed pitcher. The most unlikely moment of the season two on for Didi Gregorius in the bottom of the seventh inning. And Didi crushes one to right. I couldn't believe it. The man's batting 150 against left-handed pitchers. Rakes one. Eight to six lead. The Phillies would hang on. In Kennedy comes in and shuts it down. Hector Neris gets the win. Pitches a clean inning. A scary uh, clean in, uh, inning in two thirds, but scary. Walk three guys in there, but honestly, it really felt like he was going to give it up. But but a big out to end the inning. A ground out. You could see the excitement on Hector's face when he made that play, and he's shaking his glove and gets the out. Uh, and then Ian Kennedy comes in and gets the job done. And uh, it was a big win. It was a big win on Friday night. It really was. Again, especially if they were going to lose Saturday, but. They needed this one. They really needed this one and uh, found a way to get it done. You know, a lot of guys contribute. Didi, obviously, coming through in a big way was huge. Um, and they really needed that game. They really needed that game on Friday. And, and again, it felt at times like they were not going to get that game. And they came back to win it. A big one, especially because that was the night where they gained a game as the Braves did end up losing uh, that night. So gained a game on that one. There was They lost on Thursday. Either way, they gained one game over the weekend uh, or the long weekend. Uh, we get to Saturday, and Saturday was the Ranger show. Ranger Suarez just brilliant, dominant in this one. A three nothing win. At no point was it really in doubt. Both Matt Veerling and Bryce Harper homer in the third inning. Bryce is just a tank shot. Veerling finally getting one. I like Matt Veerling. He's played well. He was leading off in this game. Goes two for three with a homer. So that one looked good. Smart decision there. Bryce Harper, a just tank shot, a, a center to to like right center field, just just. Crushed it. Got out of there in a hurry. Phillies would add another in the fifth, but it wouldn't matter. It was all Ranger. It was all Ranger. Ranger goes a complete game shutout. Only 97 pitches, four hits, seven strikeouts, no walks. He was at 70 pitches through seven. He was at like 50 through six. He was he was magnificent on Saturday. And it looked like he might be wearing down a little bit the last couple starts. Certainly the last one. It felt like he didn't have his best stuff. That 2 nothing loss against the Euros on Monday. And he was just brilliant yesterday, or excuse me, on Saturday. Just just lights out. Like, what a showing from Ranger Suarez. Just completely dominated this game. Again, goes the complete game, gets the shutout, and uh, was just masterful in doing so. And yet again, yet again for this team, when they've needed someone to come through on the hill for them, it's been Ranger Suarez. You know, I hand up here. I thought moving him to the rotation was a mistake after how absolutely dominant and how meaningful and important he was for this team coming out of the bullpen. I thought it was a mistake to move him to the rotation, and boy, was I wrong. I mean, wow, where will we be without Ranger in the rotation, especially with the Eflin injury and, and him really never coming back other than, you know, for a second and all that. But um, Ranger's been miraculous for this team, and yet again on Saturday, you know, complete game shutout, 97 pitches, just dominant in doing so when you needed it most. Um what a revelation Rangers been for this team. And, you know, I, who knows what the future holds. It's exciting to think about. Is Ranger, you know, a good starting pitcher for this team moving forward? We're going to find out. But right now, I mean, he's clearly the second best starting pitcher on this team. I don't even think it's a quite like he's closer to Wheeler than he is to Gibson or, or Nola. Like he is definitively the second best. You know, he has been amazing. And, and if you make the playoffs, I think he's got to be the game two starter. I know Girardi is Girardi and he'll probably go with his veterans and stuff, but Ranger is easily the second best pitcher on this team, and again, a lot closer to Wheeler than he is to, to third best. I mean, Zach. I mean, Ranger Suarez has just been again a revelation for this team. One of the great stories of this season. You know, when I 
think back on this season at the end, I think about my favorite things about this Philly season. Like, yes, the Bryce Harper MVP season will probably be number one, but Rangers probably number two. Ranger Suarez and what he's done this season from going to a from a from a dominant one of the best relievers in baseball to one of your best starters and just a, 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 to be able to make that transition, especially especially when you juxtapose it with watching Spencer Howard until they trade him this year and watching that kid and you know whatever, but his inability to to work himself into games and to actually you know be able to throw multi, you know more than two or three innings and to work his way like we saw Ranger Suarez go from a, a multi inning reliever or, or just a closer all that. To someone who's throwing a complete game a month and a half later. He was throwing six innings his third start. Like, how could it be that hard for Spencer Howard? Am I wrong? Regardless, forget Spencer Howard. He's gone. I'm happy about that. But Ranger watching him, it just it just only emphasizes how impressive it has been to see Ranger do what he has done and and how meaningful it's been for this team. And they'd be lost without him. You know, they'd be lost without Ranger Suarez. So what a, what a valuable guy he's been and really on Saturday hammered at home and I'm excited to look ahead with Ranger and, and what his future is going to be and what he could turn into and all that. We'll see. Uh, I think that's still a question mark. But but for this year, one of the best players on the team, flat out, and, and one of the most meaningful players on the team, without question. So shout out to Ranger. It was a, a brilliant, amazing outing on Saturday. It was really fun to watch. And then you head into Sunday. And you just you just need to keep winning. You need to keep winning. And the bats... Don't show up. Hans Kraus gets the start. Only gives up one run, but but struggled. You know, didn't have his best stuff. Was nibbling all game. Three innings, four walks, two hits, one run. Um, and you know the the staff kept him in it for a while. Christopher Sanchez throws two shutout, and then Cameron Rosian runs into some trouble. Um, but gets out of it. Uh, uh, and then Jose Alvarado and and Adonis Medina give up runs. Uh, it was one nothing there heading into the seventh inning. They're kind of you know hoping you can keep it close, and then seventh, eighth, ninth. It's three nothing, five nothing, six nothing, and it's over, and it's frustrating. The Phillies combined for six hits in this game, and you ready for this one? You ready for this? Three walks, six hits, three walks in the game. Nine base runners against a guy named Max Krennic, who, uh, after pitching five shutout innings yesterday, has a six two three area on the season. After. After. So, just frustrating, man. No one gets anything going. Unable to do it. Um, a real bummer. A real bummer. You know, you had to, and again, look, I know winning six of seven is not easy, and they have in general. They've won like, you know, nine of 12 or whatever and all that stuff. You know, they've they've won games. It's just, you know, that that's the problem with, with putting yourself at the disadvantage they were in of being two, two and a half, three, whatever games back against the Braves team that, that, has a lot to play for and is playing teams and might not and and need those wins more. And, you know, that's what happened. And, and yesterday was a really disappointing showing. It was. It was disappointing, you know, the, the last home game of the season unless you make the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Pirates, knowing that you know that the Braves are playing later and you need to win to, to stay in front or to stay even, it was a bummer. Yesterday was a bummer loss. There's no other way to put it. Like, that was... Again, one of the ones we'll add to the list, the sadly far too long list of, of games and moments that we can point to that that ultimately probably will be the reason the Phillies don't make the playoffs. You know, that that they needed that win yesterday. They needed it. Braves win, close game. The Padres freaking stink. Padres had first and second, no out. Bases loaded, one out in the ninth. Down a run. 
And Will Smith gets out of it. They couldn't they couldn't get it done. And I'm annoyed at myself for putting the game on to watch and rooting for the Padres there because it just was an extra gut punch after getting the gut punch from the Phillies. And, um, you know, it's a frustrating one because you, you battle. You, again, you did have a good week. You won five of seven. Now you, you needed to be six of seven, especially against the Orioles and the Pirates. But, you know, baseball's a weird game. I get it. And this Phillies team has shown that they're not just going to completely dominate the teams they're supposed to dominate every single time out. So, you know, I think going into the week, I said they needed six of seven. But I, I if you had asked me what I thought was going to happen, I would have said five of seven. It felt like, you know, they'll win one less than they need to. And that's kind of just the the theme of this season. And that's what we come back to. And that's why, you know, heading into this series of the Braves, and again, we're going to dive into it tomorrow. But, you know, I'm, I'm nervous they're not going to win three games, as I should be, right? I mean, it's unlikely. And um, they've put themselves in a position where they really need to. They really need to. So even if they win two or three, and we'll, we'll dive into all of it, but you're still a game and a half back with three to play, and they have a game in hand. So, you know, then you have to sweep tomorrow and hope they lose one and lose that extra game. It's just, uh, we'll dive into all that tomorrow, but it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's frustrating because that loss yesterday really made it that much harder. You know, one and a half versus two and a half back heading into the series is just a massive difference. It, you know, with six to play, it's just a massive difference. It is a a... a, a Changes everything kind of difference. And now the Phillies have put themselves in a position where they have to go sweep. And look, if they can, that would be awesome, right? If this team can actually walk into Atlanta and sweep the Braves in a series you have to sweep, I mean, that would be awesome. And and what a what a way to potentially make the playoffs that would be. And and obviously we're rooting for it and hoping for it. It's just, you know, they've put themselves in a precarious position where where they need more than they than is fair to ask to deliver. You know, I mean, or fair to ask to expect, I think is a better way to put it. So We'll say it's going to be a massive, massive series. Um, also, the last six days, again, they just need one win to their 81 and 75. So, one win and we're over 500, which would be pretty exciting. I know it's not close to meaningful, but you know, it'd be nice to not be a 500 team every freaking year. And one more week for the Harper MVP push as Bryce Harper sitting at 313, 434, 621, a 1055 OPS, a 313 average as we had in the last six days, week of the season. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he is the MVP. I just, I don't see how you could vote for anyone else. Tatis's numbers are just not where Harper's are. They're not in the same range hemisphere other than homers and RBI. And and Soto's numbers are amazing, but he's you know it's one of the worst teams in baseball. You know you can't you can win the MVP that way. But I mean Harper, in my mind, considering where the Phillies are, what they would be without him, which is just a disaster of a team. Um, I, I think Harper's the MVP, and I think he's going to win it. And I, you know. Whether or not they make the playoffs, and obviously we hope they do, that is something exciting. That is a special thing. You know, he's having one of the great seasons offensively of my lifetime for a Philly. And that's special, and that's worth celebrating and worth um, cheering on and all that stuff. But it is frustrating that, again, you know, as we talked about early on, that, that it could be one of the things that we look back on as a shame of the season is that we had this magical Bryce Harper season, this MVP Bryce Harper season, and they didn't capitalize on it in a, in a more meaningful way, obviously. Um but we'll see. Look, uh, again, I know what kind of the tone of, uh, you know, like my, my tone is kind of like, eh, it's probably over. But it's not technically over. And they do have this huge series with the Braves where, you know, they really do technically have a chance. I mean, they're two and a half out with six to play and they're playing the team they're behind. You know, that's, you know, better than being two and a half out with six to play and not playing the team you're behind, right? Like they do have a real chance because they play the Braves. This series, again, the biggest series in a decade for the Phillies Without question. It is so definitively the biggest Phillies series in a decade, and it's going to be 
if nothing else, exciting to watch the Phillies play some meaningful games in September against a rival, right? I mean, Phillies-Braves in late September for the division is is pretty cool. You know, there's something there that, that's awesome, and then, you know, we have the Marlins after, and that's scary, and even if they can sweep, then we know we're just going to be sitting there waiting for them to lose the Marlins to break our hearts, and that could happen, and that would be even worse, and who knows? But, you know, for a team that, that many times this season has, has kind of, you know, brought us to the brink of, of full-on belief, full-on excitement, and then kind of nailed us in the gut, and um, kind of the way this season has gone, at times it felt like they were just so done and so cooked. Um, for them to have a chance heading into the last week of the season is is something. It's not what we want, and they've blown opportunities, and they, it should be better, but but they're in it. This is a real series against a real team with a real chance to make the playoffs. And again, the chances are small, but it's September 27th and the Phillies have a chance to make the playoffs. You know, that's something. In a non-60 game sham of a season with eight playoff teams, that's something. It's something. And it's going to come down to this series. And who knows, man, maybe the Phillies shock isn't going in sweet Braves. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? Crazier things have happened. Not many, but some. Um, but either way, look, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And tomorrow we will dive into this whole series we'll look at. We'll look at the Braves line. We'll look at the staff, who the matchups are, the importance of the game, what the game means for the standings moving forward, all of it. Uh, we'll dive into it all. Again, the biggest series in a decade here in Philadelphia. We will dive into that as well. And uh, and again, you know, hopefully the Phillies take this off day, recharge, regroup, and go to Atlanta with a renewed va- vigor and passion to take this season down and go to the playoffs. Either way, again, we will dive into it all tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.